hello and welcome to the uh, WGM podcast, the weekly general meeting podcast. My name is Shane Langan. I'm Neil Conlon, and this week we have a special episode, a very special ep- episode, in, in fact. It is a very special episode. It's uh, one we recorded back just before the turn of the year, and uh, it's with a very special guest, Donald Gleeson, uh, who we've had on before, but uh, he joined us for a lot. He had him, you had him like a chat in like your your front room before. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he came up to my flat to give us his tips on uh, creative processes, yeah. but then. Uh, this Christmas just gone, he did a live Q&A in front of an audience. In the Odessa Club in Dublin. Yeah, and it was part of the Lingo Spoken Word Festival. Which, which was, was as part of the New Year's Eve festival. It was a bit weird, yeah. It, it was, was like very three tiers of sort of organisation. But basically, our friends from Brown Bread Mixtape yeah. gave us the chance to put on this show. So we, we, uh, we took it. And in terms of putting on shows, yeah, interestingly, we have three shows booked for the next three months in London. In London? Of all places, Shane. But we've never done a show in London before. Nope. We sure Amazing. Haven't. It's very scary and... Uh, so it's probably it's probably in some 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 crappy like little you know venue that nobody's ever heard of before. Yeah, of course. I mean, what what could we possibly do in terms of live events in London? It must be absolutely rubbish. Yeah. Let me just check where it is. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Wait it? a second It's only in the 100 Club The 100 Club in London The oldest music venue in the world Is that true? Yeah, yeah Every other music venue that has been open before or in the same period Has either closed or become something different Like a club, like a nightclub, that right. kind of thing But um, yeah, the original owner's son now runs the 100 Club mm-hmm. And it's been responsible for six, seven, eight generations of English... Um, Musical movements mm. from jazz, blues, rock, punk, new romantic, dance, yeah. indie. When I went through my sort of, um, I had like a bit of a punk obsession when I was in college. I, I did I did a really terrible dissertation on on, on, on punk music in college. In my, well, yeah, in my radio uh, certificate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah. Because you have a qualification in radio, don't you? <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, it's a certificate. <laughs> Is it a certificate? Yeah, it's a certificate, yeah. haven't used it once. I wouldn't even class... Still don't. Wouldn't even class what this... I mean, I, we don't use Cool Edit anymore. Um, cool so Edit was a programme, was it? Yeah, that's yeah, that's basically what I came out of college. Is that one of those free programmes that you used to get on? No, like I think it was pretty cutting edge at the time. Okay. But um, it soon disappeared. And uh, Yeah, anyway, so well, yeah. So uh, no, I learned all about the, the 100 Club then. Now to be actually doing a, a show... It's pretty cool. In it, nonetheless... So over the next three months, the guests that we have are primarily Irish uh, creative people, comedians, writers, filmmakers, musicians that are based in the UK or are coming over for those shows. We will have a couple of other special guests outside of the larger Irish community, but um, yeah. I'm in two minds whether to tell people what the, who the, who the people... You know what? No. I think we should. No. I think we should. I don't think we should. Why? Um, because I would like people to feel like there's a reason for them to come to the shows yeah, but, but I think our whole thing has been that you know you, we never told the guests are great though I know but that sounds like a really phony <laughs> thing it's a, it no, like the guests are good the guests are we always have good guests you know, even if you've heard them or not you know I think we, we've done pretty well sort of listen I'm on board with the guests right you yeah. don't need to sell me on how good the guests yeah. are all I'm saying is we should just consider it. Maybe off mic, we'll have a conversation. I what, you can do it now, and I'm gonna as you're gonna leave. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then I can, can I can yeah, beep yeah. them out. Okay, okay. So Mick Hucknell. Oh come on, do it. To, I'll say real names instead of you just making up people. <laughs> right. 
Bono. <laughs> All right, those last couple. I can think of a few of those that aren't aren't I both. Well, they're not confirmed. <laughs> if you're gonna be snotty. Yeah. Uh, t yeah, TBA to be approached. TBA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but but the first four that I named, whether you bleep them or not, yeah. they are amongst the biggest names we've ever had, and that's exciting. Yeah, I think I might bleep them. I I really do believe in you have to come. You have to come. I know this. I know this will come across as a shtick. Yeah. That we've done, but I know, but it's not. This well, I tell you what. Look, before we say anything else, the main thing is this episode that you're listening to is from one of the nights that we did in Dublin. Yeah. One of the most recent nights we did, and um, we have a bunch of uh, other recordings that we'll start to release in the coming weeks as we do these London shows. We hope those of you that have heard the podcast before will enjoy this episode and future episodes. But definitely, if you're in London or you're planning a trip to London. These are going to be three very special shows that yeah. we're really excited so about. The first one is this coming Monday, Monday, June 29th, uh, in the 100 Club from uh, doors at half seven. And then uh, the next one is going to be July uh, 27th, which is the last Monday of July. And then the last Monday of August, which is uh, August uh, 24th. I know them off by heart now. Cool. Um, and you can get tickets from the website of the 100 Club, which is, I think, the 100club.co.uk. It is. Um, so go there. Tickets are only a fiver, and we're going to have some really. It's going to be a lot of fun. So and we're going to have some nice, uh, sort of interesting acts and guests. Yeah, well, I think it's it's important for us, having been here for the last year and worked on various projects, to do something like this while while we're here. There are a lot of people from Ireland that are doing really really great work over here, and uh, and a lot of our friends from previous shows will be dropping by, and something that we're we're really excited about so if you get a chance do come down to the 100 club it's one of the most amazing venues in the world like if you look at the, the pictures on the wall from like the rolling stones and the beatles all the way up to nas and blur and you name it everything in between <laughs> you see the picture of the white stripes no really cool it's their f first album you say white stripes very weird the the white stripes yeah you put the you put what are you talking about and you just put a how would you say <laughs> the white stripes no you, you hit the white very hard the white stripes <laughs> The White Stripes. Yeah, it's kind of, you know. Anyway, I think it's time to Ladies go. Ladies and gentlemen, The White Stripes. <laughs> That's my Jules Holland. <laughs> it's good, enough. Yeah. I think you probably peaked on that. Can you do that a bit, a bit further away from the mic? Ladies and gentlemen, The White Stripes. Oh, that was worse. Oh, you well, moved away and then compensated and overcompensated. I, I kind of feel like my performance has been undermined by your technical... Okay, I'll try and fix that in post. Anyway, uh, enough of this rambling. Yeah, so okay, uh, on to uh, the, the main event of the show, which is, uh, Neil, your conversation with Donald Gleeson um, at one of our recent live shows. So uh, without further ado, here it is. We're delighted to have him here. He's a very, very nice guy and uh, a, a true gent. Uh, if you be give, uh, would you, if you be give a, if you be give a big round of applause for our next guest, uh, Donald Gleeson. Yeah. No worries. That's uh, the worst introduction I've ever had. You're Thank you. very welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, you nervous? Yep. Excellent. Um, I don't oh, know which knob does this thing. Do you, you don't have to worry about that. It's a podcast. People okay. can't see it. Thanks. Um, 
the the unfortunate thing is uh, because we've already had a quite a lengthy interview, we've done an mm -hmm. awful lot of the basic interviewee stuff. Uh, hi. Um, <laughs> I'm actually more concerned about the fact that I have a hole in my pants, which is why I'm... Is it in there? there. See there? Yes, he does. Yeah, Hello. So anyway, um, it's great to have you here. But for people that haven't heard that uh, episode of the podcast, I, would, I thought it would be a good idea to start with how you broke in, because my understanding, warped as it is, is that you didn't intend to be an actor. You wanted to be a writer and a, a director, and that's what you studied, right? Yeah, I don't know if any of this will be interesting for anybody, but we'll I'll just see. do stuff we'll anyways. See. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll slowly drift towards yeah. the edges. I didn't. I, w I did want to be a, a writer and a director, so I went to do that in college, and uh, then just read a play that I really liked, and auditioned for it and got it in London, and that was my first job and first audition, I think, too, basically. What was the play? Uh, it was called The Lieutenant of Inish Moore by Martin McDonough, who. Uh, then went on to write uh, In Bruges uh, and Seven Psychopaths and stuff and Six Shooter as short. Them. So my right. dad is, my dad is Brendan Gleeson, by the way, folks. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> it's mostly why I was invited. Uh, uh, yeah, um, but we should we should have got your dad. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he is available. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that sucks. You could have charged more. <laughs> uh, um, uh, that, that's an amazing first job to get. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I was in. Uh, I was. It was like my uh, summer uh, job from college. I got to go and live in London, and I have. I found uh, this photograph of my. my uh, not a passport photograph, but the one for the tube you get. You know, when you go over. Nope. And uh, my dad went over with me because I was kind of scared of uh, life, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I just had never really been away before. And I have just this photo of uh, my friends uh, and girlfriend at the time threw me this surprise party right before I left. And I have this, and it was like the night before I left, and I have this photo of me, I just found it at my parents' house the other day, uh, on the day that I left for London, and uh, I'm just crying <laughs> in the photograph. I'm just like, <laughs> I look so young and vulnerable, and it's crazy that I went over and did a play, because I could barely get on the plane, you know? That's incredible. Um, but you're, you're in the middle of, speaking to your father, obviously, you're in the middle of rehearsals for the upcoming... Uh, yeah. Wandsworth first with your Walworth, Wal come on, you'll get it right. Walworth first. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you this earlier on, but I might as well ask you in front of lots of people. What is it like working with your brother and your dad? And who's in charge? It's your dad, isn't it? It is. Uh, no, uh, it's uh, it's great. It's great. It's uh, I have I haven't rehearsed a play for like uh, for four years. So um, working from ten to six every day. Uh, not every day. We have Sundays off. But uh, doing that is just weird already. And then uh, working with Dad and Breen is amazing. We have a director to be in charge. That's his job, and he's a great director. But um, am I talking too loud into the microphone? No, you're doing great. I think uh, he's doing great. Thank you very great. much. Yeah, yeah. Great. Thank you very much, everybody. Yeah. Fucking right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, it's amazing. It's really cool because um, they're doing brilliant stuff every day, and I get to be there and then kind of play around with that. But uh, Do you find that it's more competitive because you know each other so well, or does that come <laughs> into it at all? Yeah, the races are very competitive. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, the acting is generally pretty okay. Um, so in, in terms of the last couple of years, obviously you've been in uh, a number of big blockbuster films, and um, it w obviously we won't be talking about Star Wars, you, you can't talk about that, but in terms of the last couple of years, have you found that it, it's uh, there's been an awful lot of travelling involved, you've been away from the country, is, and if, if that is the case, has that been difficult? No, it's, I, I mean, I, I really, it's amazing, if I'm going away to work, it means I've got work which is incredible, you know, yeah. that's, that's a brilliant uh, thing for any actor. Do just you to still be working. think like that? I mean, like, at the, surely at this stage. Yeah, no, yeah, because you always complain about whatever your 
doing. You, you know what I mean? Like everybody complains about yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, even the you know richest, most popular person. They're probably not the same person. No. But the you know somebody who's rich and somebody yeah, who's, yeah, they're yeah. definitely not the and same. They're person. not friends. No. no, no. <laughs> um, but that you know you always you, there's always some reason that you find that your life isn't uh, perfect. But um, no, I, I I do love travel. I do love uh, traveling around, and you go from kind of. Uh, uh, you know, world to world, and you meet, make loads of different friends, and then you never meet them again ever. Is that strange? Uh, yeah, you must yeah, have this yeah. intense relationship with directors and actors and crew, and then you do you ever keep in contact? Is it? Yeah, there's, pl- there's plenty I've kept in contact with, and yeah, who yeah. I really, really like. But like the vast majority, you just uh, you just leave behind. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> cold. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you're you're not a big yeah. one for but after this one I think what my dad and my brother will probably have to keep in contact <laughs> but you're not on social media like you're not one of those like Donald's not on Twitter by the way if you've ever been tweeted at by a Donald Leeson Donald's is not on Twitter so no. like you must find it difficult to keep in contact with the likes of the Coen brothers if you don't have a Facebook because they're big on Twitter yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. they love it <laughs> uh, no yeah I'm, I'm not on Facebook and all that stuff too but, and I'm pretty bad at emailing I'm pretty I'm, I've gotten really lax at that too so you do tend to go into your own world for a while. But no, I've got my friends from home who I try and keep in contact with and who are great and everything. And um, well, nobody's interested in that apart from Rowan, who's here. Oh. Hi, Rowan. Hey, Rowan. Hey. <laughs> um, what, what's the lifestyle like, though? On set, I can imagine there's a lot of seclusion. Like, from, from what I understand, you're in a, a trailer. You're probably... Um, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is it though? I mean, I know it seems glamorous, and I'm sure there's there's bits where you're shooting either laser guns or bow and arrows or or boats, depending on the film. But <laughs> but but a, a lot of the time you're on your own, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do, you do, you are that guy in restaurants just eating and reading a book. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, and you and look so sad. It's terrible. And people talk to you differently and look at you differently. Do they? Uh, yeah. Uh, because they know you, or because you're on your own. Because you're on your own. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think people... A lot of people don't do that too often, I don't think. Just hang out on their own? Do you mean, like, go into a restaurant (laughs) on their own? I I realise this is a very specific area to be getting into, but I'd like to get to the bottom of it. I know, it's the question everyone wants to know the answer to. It's kind of like Frost Nixon about very specific (laughs) eating eating habits. Name the restaurants. Yeah. Um, actually, that, that, you know, where can people find you if they want to find you in, uh, in Dublin? That would be handy. I'm sure that... Actually, we will have questions at the end, so if anybody wants to know any specific details, <laughs> feel free. Feel free. Um, no, it was something that interested me, though, the fact that you'd started off in a different area, um, and obviously the acting thing seems to be... You're giving it a go, anyway. You're happy enough with how it's going, yeah. Um, but do you have any desire to go back to, to, to write and direct more? I know you, you're obviously responsible for a TV I'm like show. the weekly generally, general meeting, you know, to my dad's brown bread <laughs> mixtape. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like that, it's true. Like, he's right. It hurts, but it's so true. I'm giving it a go. You are the... Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. I can spin this. You are the cooler, younger weekly general meeting to the older, more respectable... But, but ultimately, older... Uh, he's cooler too, I'm afraid. I'm really? sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. You fucked up rightly there. <laughs> um, but, but also, I'll joke aside, is that something you want to go back to? Like, do you want to direct a feature, for example? I know you were involved in a TV show on RT, a sketch show. You've written for other people. Is that something that you see yourself doing down the line? Or would you like to try and do that alongside with your professional acting gigs? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I would love to, obviously, but like they say, every actor should have a T-shirt that says, what I really want to do is direct, you know, like everybody says it. And uh, I think unless you actually do it, you probably shouldn't talk about it much. But I have, I've written a couple of uh, short films. I did a uh, fair few uh, comedy sketches with Amy, who's here today and stuff as well. And, um, and uh uh, yeah, and then I did. A, I did. A, I, I was bored. I had a, like a some some time off during the summer and got bored and just did a music video with Rowan and some other friends and stuff. So I like making stuff and I like finishing stuff. I've just been apart from the video, like I haven't finished anything for a while. So a feature film takes a really long time to uh, feature film a movie takes a really long time to finish. So uh, so it's you know you'd have to kind of take two years, two and a half years, Out. and that's if you yeah, and that's if you're funded already. Obviously, you know that, like that's a there's too. I, I'm re- I, I get to work with some cool people at the moment. So you'd be shooting yourself in the foot if you took yourself out for two years to just work a on A little that. bit. And yeah, also, yeah. I don't know if I'd be any good at it, you know? Like, yeah. it'd take a long time to find out. And then if it sucked, it would it would suck. Yeah. It'd be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of the projects that you signed up to do, do, do you find that your your life is mapped out for you for a year, a year and a half in, in, in the future? Or is it more fly-by-night? Something might arrive last minute and you say yes to it. Depends on the... Uh, uh, it depends on the um, uh, on the year, basically. Uh, sometimes I know, like uh, the Walworth Farce, we planned like a year and a half ago, uh, and that was the soonest we could get Dad and me and Brian in the Olympia, which is really cool. But like that was a year and a half. So it was cool knowing you'd work for a year and a half beforehand. But it, uh, yeah, and then other times, like I don't, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Come. Uh, there's a horrible sentence just left there, isn't it? Um, well, let's finish. I don't know what let's I'm doing. It. Come, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know what I'm doing in uh, in like uh, April, May. I don't have any. I don't have any plans then. You know? Is that something that scares you at all in terms of? Yeah, being, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, because you know it's like any job. You know, any any job with no security or any any, any profession with no security. It's just. Um, yeah, you, you, you worry, and, but that's everybody. That's, yeah. I'm, I'm not alone in that. Would you ever see that going away, like in terms of your peers now, that other movie actors that you've met and worked with that have been through the same kind of period in their career? Have they been able to give you any good advice in that, in that regard? I mean, ultimately, you'll, you'll never know, I guess, from year to year how hot or busy or, or not you, you might be. <laughs> you'll always be hot, Pretty obviously. hot, pretty hot. Um, uh, well... No, because I think everybody's on their everybody's in their own thing, and everybody has their own insecurities. So actually, I think those are just lessons you have to learn yourself. You know, uh, there's not a lot anybody can say to you if you say, you know, I'm I'm worried about, you know, if you, whatever you're worried about, it, it's there's very little somebody can say. Well, you'll be grand. It's like unless you're hiring me, you can't tell me that I'm going to yeah. be grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> so at this stage, like you've spent several years doing big projects. What was the uh, <laughs> Stop laughing at that. <laughs> um, what, what has been the most singular, odd experience that you found yourself, either on a movie set or in rehearsals, or maybe amongst kind of people that you've really admired, where you've you've kind of questioned how how did I get here? Has there been anything that's stuck out in that regard? Um, I think the the Coen brother thing was uh, was just like was just I'm just a huge Coen brothers fan. I was I was in like one of their movies for like a total of two minutes but I got to be on set for for a week and a half and uh, I got to just see them do their thing and that was they're huge heroes of mine so that was amazing that was a real and it was a big jump up and stuff you know that was kind of cool and then uh, in terms of weird I, th- I think rehearsals at the moment have turned pretty weird uh, <laughs> yeah yeah they're pretty I've got to flirt with both the boys you know and I'm the woman <laughs> in the thing so I got to 
get the pins out and like you know throw them around a bit. It's a little bit strange. Uh, so that's about as weird as it gets, I think. Yeah. And hopefully as weird as it will never get. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Um, I know that we're kind of pressed for time because it's a short show tonight. So I don't want to take up too much because um, we've covered loads before and have nothing left to say to Donald. No. No. Um, but we'd love to uh, give anyone fr from the audience um, an opportunity to ask any questions, just with one caveat. There's obviously certain things that um, that we can't talk about, um, films and, and otherwise. So what I'd love to and do... And the hole in the trousers. Uh, yeah, go, yeah. yeah, and the, obviously the hole in the trousers. Um, if that ever happens, I'll have to step in and say, I'm afraid my client can't <laughs> uh, answer that question. But otherwise, um, you know, feel free to ask a question and don't be a dick. <laughs> oh, and Why put up your hand. Yeah, I, well, just, well, now they're going to be a dick, aren't oh, they? Because okay. they put it in their head. Uh, no, uh, sorry. If you have a question for Donald, please feel free to put your hand up. We'll probably repeat it for the purpose of the podcast recording. Um, I'm going to go for the... Oh, Jarl, it's Regan, one of the performers. Hmm, bugger. <laughs> uh, well, Thank well, you for the question, Jarla. Well, uh, well, well, Don will process that just for the purposes of the recording. Um, uh, if I might parse this a little bit for the sake of the podcast recording, have you ever uh, found yourself in a situation where you've walked off a set with a, a, a lot of pressure uh, and thought, well, I gave it my best shot and I've no idea how well or, or not that has gone? Has that ever occurred to you? Uh, that, every job that happens. Uh, I think on any... That's not mine. No, I'm good. Um, uh, it's J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Oh, shh. Stop calling me. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, um, it's definitely not me. I'm just going to make sure because that would be embarrassing. No, it's not. Um, yeah, every job you finish up, you feel like... Uh, I think most people feel like... Because it can go any way. I think you can do feel like you did good work and then sometimes it's not good work. You can feel like you did bad work and then sometimes it'll end up actually working really well. But actually, any time you do a movie, you, you leave so much of it in the hands of an editor and a director that a movie can go any way when you're finished uh, doing it. And that's part of the brilliant thing about being an actor is you get to leave it behind. Hence, you don't spend two and a half years doing one job like a director does. or uh, But it's also part of the problem sometimes. You think that wasn't what I wanted that to be and that's what they've made it. Um, and you just have to get on with your life, you know? Like it's, uh, you try and just move on to the next project. It's always easier if you have another job to go on to because then you can leave the, the other one behind quicker. If you don't have another job to go on to, then you sit around stewing and uh, feeling bad about yourself do, sometimes. Do you find that things linger afterwards if you don't have a chance to shake it up? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I played Bob Geldof once, and I st when I get annoyed, I still fucking do this stupid shit with my words that he does sometimes. Yeah. 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 No. So what was it like to work with uh, Charlie Brooker, and have you watched any more of the Black Mirror series? Um, I watched all of the ones up until the one that I was in, and then I watched that series, but I haven't seen the Christmas special. I didn't get to meet Charlie all that often. I met him twice at a table read and then uh, once on set, I think. Uh, he's a busy man, obviously. Um, but I, I did an episode of this show called Black Mirror, and uh, the episode was called Be Right Back, and I read it, and it was just the best kind of, you know, 
intimate sci-fi, which I'm a big fan of. And it was just the best, um, one of the best scripts I, I'd read. And it was for TV, and um, he just it just made me really happy. So um, I was very fortunate to work on that. And it was really quick. Like, we shot the whole thing in two weeks, and it's an hour of television. So it was just really quick. So you did, I was playing a robot, so you just do one as a robot and one as a human. And trust them in the edit, and they were brilliant in the edit. Uh, with me on that and if they hadn't I would have looked like a total doofus um, and actually I think the hour of TV works very well so um, yeah I, I, I enjoyed that and I think that the thing ended up being good which always makes you remember it more fondly uh, Lady down the back Hiya Hi Erin Okay Fuck off. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> uh, just, just for the podcast, the reason Donald said that, uh, the, the very nice lady down the back uh, asked uh, w whether, the, uh, whether your, your burgeoning celebrity has affected your behaviour. The answer was, fuck off. No, sorry, sorry. That, that was a, uh, that, uh, it's an interesting question. I think it's, it's particularly... Because um, uh, there's no point... I think it's like a false, humble thing. I do get recognised sometimes but not like all the time. I just walk down the street and it's a normal thing. Uh, I, I haven't, you know, I've only done a certain amount of work, so it's just not, so that's, that's all fine. But I've seen my dad get recognized a lot over the years. And um, I've seen it have uh, not an effect on him. He's still like the nicest man you will ever meet. Um, but um, yeah, I've noticed like, you know, I've noticed like, you know, we'd, uh, we stand around my dad differently, I think, when we're out sometimes so people don't see him and stuff. Because then if one person wants a photo well then it can just turn into loads of people wanting a photo and then and then the hour you'd schedules to spend some time together can turn into less than that a lot less than that sometimes and that's that sounds like a complaint and it's totally not i'm just trying to i'm just trying to say that, you know so I, I understand what it could be like um but i've seen my dad handle it with great grace and um and um humanity he's just a good guy so actually he gets to do great work people know him because he does great work that's my opinion and and so um I think it's all. I think it's all okay. I haven't felt a difference in my life really. Yeah. That was that was a great yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. You came across. Yeah. I was fooled. <laughs> <laughs> Is anybody else? Uh, I'm just conscious that uh, we probably have time for a couple more questions. Please, yes. I thought you were going to say, knowing nothing about acting or writing, how have you made a living? <laughs> <laughs> Answer the question. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, just for the podcast recording, um, do you find that uh, you've worked with directors or other actors that have helped you develop characters, or is that something that you would do yourself? Yeah, I think your job is to... Um, 
it, it, there's a difference between when you audition for stuff and then sometimes you, you know, uh, sometimes you don't. I, I'm lucky and I don't have to audition for things sometimes now. And there's a difference there because if you don't audition and you, you turn up because they like other stuff you've been in, it's really weird because your idea for what the character could be and everything could be totally different and mightn't suit the film. And then there's like a really big, oh God, who's right and how do we make this work and all the rest of it, you know? It doesn't happen often, but I've seen it happen sometimes. That's scary. But your job there is to, I like being part of a project. I like being part of a thing and not just doing my own thing. And then with an audition, it's, e it's easy. Normally if they hire, not easy, but if they hire you, it's because you've done that work creating the character yourself. Um, they like what you can do so far. And then they see if you can uh, like work around their way of working or can you, if you can take their notes and get better with their stuff rather than worse as you get closer to what they want their project to be and who you want the guy to be. So they're both kind of different things, but like I did a, I did a, I did, I did this movie called Anna Karenina and like I had a really long audition, like a five hour audition for this guy. And he, it was just based in a meeting and he had seen, he had decided that I could play like a, like the character's kind of romantic in it and stuff. And I'd never even put my, I'd, I'd always just go for the fella who got hurt, you know, in the thing. And uh, he, he decided maybe I might be able to do that. And he, and he had really had to drag it out of me because I didn't believe it was there, you know? And, um, and it ended up working okay in that movie, you know? Like I was, re I was very proud of the job that he did with me and all the rest of it. So yeah, you rely heavily on others, I think, but you have to do your homework at the same time. So that's, uh, that's my answer for that one. Very good answer it was too. Um, oh, two people with their hands up at the same time. Hmm, fight. Uh, you, you, I think you, ha you were just... Uh, I'll, I'll take most of the time talking about the procedure here, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> that you had your hand up just before him. So in that, that being the case, you may go first, and then afterwards, you can go. So go ahead with your... Actually, we've run out of time. <laughs> so I should go first, is it? Yes. <laughs> Um, the question seemed like it was phrased to me, like you and I should wonder what Donald, <laughs> what did Donald want to be when he was a boy? Well, <laughs> what did you want to be? Um, I, uh, I think I wanted to be Superman for like ages. I used to have dreams of uh, uh, <laughs> flying. That's what Superman does. Um, and I had a little cape and everything. Um, so yeah, I, I love Superman, but I don't remember wanting to do a particular job, weirdly. This is really bad uh, dead I, I, air. I, I, I'm just trying to think. I there's definitely an analogy it's a really to good be question. drawn yeah. between uh, wanting to live in a fantasy world or certainly play a part. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I guess Have so. you ever been offered a superhero role? Like a, Look at know, me. What are we, what are we going <laughs> to... Kate Blanchett's twin. It's not gonna, you know, if she plays You're Wonder so Woman, I'm in with a shot. I don't know. I, um, Wonder Boy. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Uh, no, not a, not a. No, I mean, not, not the. No, no, not really. No. No, not really. No, no. But no, I just, I, I, yeah, I used to, you know, I, I didn't want to be something when I grew up necessarily. Oh, a coal man. The guys used to drop off the coal. I thought they were the coolest guys, you know. They those big, you know, and I used to think that was pretty cool. They always looked pretty hardy. Yeah. That. Yeah, I was just wondering, um, as you 
did you quantify how your skill develops? Like, is it more that you become more flexible in yourself and getting into different headspaces, or is it that you develop a kind of focus that, that facilitates that, or is it you pick up different tips of working with the people that you work with or, or over time, or is it, like, how would you deal with that? That's a really good question. Um, over time, do you find that you've become more flexible as an actor or more focused and, uh, you know, you'd, you'd stick to your, your guns or do you feel like you collaborate more with people? Well, yeah, but also do you focus... Oh. Does it become easier for you to simply focus yourself into different kind of headspaces? Oh, yeah. Kind of Two great questions. <laughs> <laughs> so just so I have it right, and please do correct me if I have it wrong... Um, no, but seriously, just for the, um, do you find it easier now to get yourself into the headspace for a particular role, and as these roles differ, is it easier or less easy for you to put one role or one, one character aside and embrace another one entirely? Is that right? Yeah. He doesn't look like he thinks that's right. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. It's he said, very yeah, he shook his head at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, no, well, I think... Um, hold on a second, hold on a second. <laughs> okay, specifically. <laughs> okay. It'd be good on the podcast, it'd be great. Yeah. Uh, what about here? You pretty much, you pretty much got it, though, yeah. Pretty much, um, pretty as much. you become more... Like yeah. what I was just saying... Anyway, as you become more and more experienced over the years, do you find your ability to focus yourself into the right headspace, as it were, for, or what, what you think the right headspace might be for whatever the given role is, um, emotionally and mentally, do you find that that kind of develops? Is, is that the main aspect of it that develops? Or is it more that, <clears throat> just through experience, I suppose, with different actors that you work with and so forth, you know, picking up tips and different, you know, those kinds of elements of it, uh, which would be, you know, the more dominant aspect of it. I don't know. This yeah, is yeah. a real. I'm just realizing as I say. No, it's great. As I'm repeating this, is a really specific question. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's good. It's a great question. It's a great question. Uh, I think the. I think. Uh, um, oh, GBs. Uh, I think as you, as one, I feel. <laughs> uh, I'm more comfortable now having a different process on every job. Uh, that's uh, that's probably boring, uh, but but it's like it, you know, not saying this is the only way to work. Certain jobs, it's like just study, 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 do the lines, do the lines. I mean, you always do the lines lots, but like you know, and and, and pu putting different meanings for every sentence and imagining five different things it could, mean. and then, then that's the right thing to do for some things, depending on the size of the role in the film too. Sometimes, and then other times, being more flexible is beneficial to the process. And I think oftentimes your gut tells you that, and I'm more comfortable. Uh, following that now, I think, right? So that, that's changed a bit. But at the same time, a big uh, thing that changes as, as you do more is that technique becomes easier. There's a thing of just hitting a mark in a film, you know, like, because uh, the focus and all the rest of it, you just, they put a little piece of um, sticky tape on the floor. And as you're walking, you have to land directly on the piece of sticky tape so that they'll be in focus, right? And uh, I'm still not brilliant at that, uh, but um, as time has gone on, I just don't like walk up and then look down at my feet. <laughs> And, and then look at the person and be like, I've forgotten my line. I don't know what it, you know. So things like that become easier. And actually, that's a huge help. And your first day on film set is like terrifying because they say, just hit your mark. And you're like, I, I don't know how. You know, I, I don't know how to walk and just get there. And then you try doing the right amount of steps backwards like a rugby player and stuff. It's, pathetic. it's 
but it's part of learning, you know. So all those things happen. And then, yeah, you see actors, you see directors, and they have their own ways of working. But actually, oftentimes, they'll only be, you can take bits and use it for specific jobs. You'll say, oh, God, actually, that time was kind of similar, and maybe I can grab that. Uh, but I don't have one way of working, so I think it changes all the time. Yeah, but I think, yeah, imagining yourself into the character and creating backstory and all the rest of it can be really helpful sometimes and can be destructive other times. You can you can lock yourself in too much, you know, uh, into one way of thinking about the character and sometimes just leaving him be whoever. This all just sounds like RC actor talk, but like that's just, that's just my that's just my experience, you know. And um, um, so, yeah, sometimes just knowing the difference is is that's where the experience lies is knowing the difference between which way to go, for me. Well, um, that was. It was genuinely a very, very uh, great question, uh, very insightful. And um, I know that we're getting the wrap-up and stop-talking signal. Um, by the guy with the cap at the bar, <laughs> I'm only messing. Um, but Hello. we have time for one last question, uh, one very, very last question. This lady here with the glasses? As long as it's not as long as... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll have a very nice and brief question, which great. What's your favorite film that you've been in? Oh, Alienate all the other directors oh, that you've worked with. Yeah, I know. Just pick one. I know. No, I can't. I, I, can't, I can't do that. I'm very proud to have been in uh, Calvary. I've got one very small scene in that, but I think it's like my uh, dad's best uh, performance ever, possibly, and yeah. I'm very proud to be in that as a result. Well, um, on, on such a positive note, uh, I know obviously we've had a... Donald's a guest before, and I would encourage you to check out that episode of the podcast. Particularly good, um, but uh, as much as this might embarrass you, while you stop looking, um, <laughs> while you're sitting here, it is th the reason we set up these shows initially was to showcase uh, creative talent across uh, the arts and and uh, different forms of culture and entertainment. And it's brilliant to be seated with somebody who's become such a success internationally. Um, uh, and it's it's something that all, you know I, I'm certainly proud of uh, as a fellow Irish person and. Nope, not going to stop it. And a big round of applause for Donald Gleeson. Thank you very much for listening to that episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, that show was a live Q&A in front of an audience. They know, they've just listened to it. At Christmas. They know, we've told them. I, okay, fine. You say your, stuff. Your, ne your need to recap is uh, exhausting. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. This is what you've just listened to. They, people want to I'm resetting <laughs> you should know this from your radio no, college what we days. need now is a snappy out so people can move on with their lives brilliant well right so far so good <laughs> okay uh, yeah that was the, um, oh I nearly did it there yeah thanks so much for listening uh, do log on to um, our our twitter at the weekly gm or if you're on facebook it's forward slash the weekly gm or you can go onto our website the weekly gm dot uh, com uh, we're also on I don't know where you've got this podcast from maybe you've got it from SoundCloud or iTunes it's available on both um, so yeah so we'll be back soon so yeah keep keep listening keep listening come to the show if you're in London on Monday June 29th if you can't make that uh, July 27th and if you're a sponsor we're broke yeah and we are looking for a sponsor um, so uh, or sponsors so yeah if you are uh, you are saying that really creepily. What? To, like, we are looking for a sponsor. Yeah. Say it like yourself, like, do you know? I don't know. 
Okay. <clears throat> we're looking. We're oh god. I'm now thinking about. It. We're looking. We are looking for a sponsor. It is true. Um. So we are looking for sponsors. So if you are, um, if you are a sponsor, uh, if you are a sponsor, someone, so something to sponsor. We'll we'll, we'll pretty much. Um, we have no money. We have no money. I don't know so. if we've mentioned that. So. No, yeah. Okay, well, anyway, let's... But regardless, we'll keep on putting this on uh, as long as we can. Yeah. So we've got three shows in London planned uh, over the next three months. We have a, a bunch of episodes that will be coming down the pipeline. Yeah. And uh, we hope you enjoy <laughs> that them. That makes it sound like it's shit. Oh, yeah. We have water in a pipeline. Yeah, yeah. I know, but... A Data? Pi- no, it sounds like a sewer pipeline. Up to the pipeline? So they're going... No. No, it's just coming soon. I think when you any sort of vessel. Would you describe yourself as an editor more than anything else? Who? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I I, I, I go where I'm needed. (laughs) All right? Uh, Okay, listen, guys, thanks so much for listening to the show, and we'll catch you again soon. Thank you. Don't forget, if things get tough... We can always sell these microphones. (laughs) Yeah.